Welcome to the FTF Exchange Podcast. This is Maureen Lowe, founder and president of FTF. In this podcast series, we speak with industry professionals from leading financial and technology firms in capital markets. We will discuss an array of topics from current events to the latest fintech updates to human interest stories from time to time. Through these discussions, we strive to foster thought leadership and information sharing, and we certainly welcome comments and feedback for future episodes. Hello, everyone. For this FTF Exchange podcast, we are speaking with Richard Bentley, Chief Product and Engineering Officer for Odenza. Odenza was created from the merger of Calypso Technology and Axiom SL in July 2021. Today, uh, we will be focusing on how Odenza is responding to the changing needs of its clients who are adjusting to multiple market dynamics. But before we dive into the questions, Richard, could you give us a, a, a quick introduction? Sure. Um, hello, Eugene. Hello, uh, everybody. As you said, I'm Richard Bentley. I'm Chief Product Engineering Officer of Adenza. Um, I look after product management, software development, QA uh, for our Calypso and our Axiom SL product lines, which I'll say more about in a moment. But let me start by saying that we're all very appreciative of the uh, FTF Technology Innovation Awards we won earlier this year. Uh, that was before our merger when we were simply known as Calypso Technology. So like everyone else, I'm still getting used to the new uh, company name. For those of you that, that know us only as Calypso, maybe a word on Axiom SL, um, who are also regarded as a technology leader uh, with a focus on the regulatory space for FinReg, capital, liquidity risk, and trade and transaction reporting. Today, uh, we have actually more than 30 customers who use both Calypso and Axiom SL together. So that demonstrates the uh, highly complementary nature of the two product lines. Uh, in terms of my background, uh, I've been in uh, fintech with a very much a capital markets focus for 20 odd years now, always in product oriented roles, product management, engineering and so on. I actually joined Calypso in July of 2019, which was about eight months before the pandemic hit. And uh, we all had to get used to a very different way of working. So I have to say I'm hugely thankful that I did have those eight months to build relationships with my colleagues and, and with our customers. It stood me in great stead through the last 18 months where, like everybody else, I've spent too much time doing exactly what I'm doing now, which is talking to my computer screen. Mm -hmm. Well, along those lines, what is the biggest takeaway for Adenza and its client relationships from the many challenges caused by, as you noted, the global pandemic? Well, I think that the biggest takeaway for us is that our business and uh, actually that of our customers too is highly resilient. Uh, and this was by no means our thinking back in the first quarter of last year as the severity of the pandemic and, and the impact on our personal and professional lives was becoming clear. Like most firms, uh, we had to make that transition to fully remote working, which for a business like ours raised immediate questions around our ability to service customers, particularly those engaged in implementations of our solutions with our customer delivery teams providing on-site assistance. Our business also demands a regular cadence of uh, steering committees, governance meetings and the like with our customers that we're very accustomed to doing in person. And last uh, but not least, the impact on ongoing sales engagements with existing and prospective new customers was very much a concern. 
Having said that, you know, we are a global technology business, so it's maybe no surprise that we made the shift to remote working relatively smoothly. What was more surprising, to us at least, was the ease with which we moved to servicing our customers, who were themselves in the process of moving to remote operations. So I, I certainly wouldn't want to downplay the huge amount of work required of IT and HR and other teams across our business to make this possible, uh, and, and nor the real impact on, on our people as their homes suddenly became their full-time places of work. But as a business, uh, we were able to continue to service our existing customers, onboard new ones, bring implementations live with remarkable success, which means in the end, and again, against how we were feeling at the end of uh, Q1, 2020 turned out to be an extremely strong year for the company, um, mm -hmm. you know, which is, is, is somewhat astonishing still to me uh, as the various lockdowns were being put in place, uh, how we were thinking that might impact the business. What were the pandemic impacts upon on your cloud and on-premise support of your customers? So, I mean, the outbreak, you know, of the, the, the pandemic, the lockdowns, the priority for, for Adenza's management team was obviously the well-being of our own people. But after that, ensuring our customers experienced no drop in the level of service and support we provided was, was our key business objective. Our, our customer support teams actually are distributed across various locations, allowing us to provide uh, 24 by 7 coverage. We, we do make heavy use of technology for issue handling, including cloud-based environments that enable us to reproduce and triage customer issues. And as such, and again, thanks to the dedication of our superb customer support and R&D teams, we were able to continue servicing those customers uh, to a very high standard. For our ongoing and new implementations, again, in the last few years, we've invested heavily in centers of excellence in Mumbai and Mexico, and we were already offering uh, our customers blended on-site remote delivery models. So it wasn't difficult for us to move to a pure remote model. But as I said, the surprising thing was the speed and readiness with which our customers made that shift. So much so, in fact, that uh, 2020 turned out to be a record year for us with more than 80 system upgrades and new go-lives. And finally, from the product point of view, which is obviously moving more towards my world, um, we also continue to produce releases of the products on a regular cadence, which has actually been uh, vital because there's been very little change despite the pandemic to regulatory deadlines uh, over the period. If we look at regulations like SFTR, UMR, the LIBOR reform program and so on, these have generated huge requirements for system updates over the last 18 months. And we've been able to maintain a high pace of feature-rich releases, despite the fact that the R&D team uh, and all teams were working remotely for most of this period. Mm -hmm. and, and you mentioned the various um, regions uh, where you have the centers of support. So what were the responses among clients in, in, in major countries and major regions where Adenza does business? And were there any, any major differences in Adenza's response to those regions? In general, uh, I'd say that most customers seem to adapt to the situation uh, quickly uh, and, and very substantially. And as an industry overall, financial and, and capital markets has proven to be remarkably resilient uh, through the pandemic. 
and our own experiences reflect that. At Adenza, uh, we tend to work with the larger banks and other market participants, the CCPs, the central banks and so on, who are perhaps the most able to make the shift uh, that was required to uh, remote working. So I'd say that except for a few delays in, in projects and, and go lives, particularly as the lockdowns were first introduced in late Q1 and Q2 of last year, we've really not seen any major regional differences. Oh, okay, okay. So how has the pandemic changed Adenza's customer relationships, including the onboarding of new customers? Okay. Well, as I, as I said earlier, one of our key concerns at the start of the pandemic was the ability to onboard new customers, as, as you've asked, you know, whilst we were operating under, under the restrictions. And we did see a slowdown in Q2 of 2020. But as firms adapted, and particularly as they understood that the situation was not going to be short-lived, we saw that reverse uh, in the third quarter of last year. And in fact, by the end of the year, we'd signed contracts with several new customers that no one from Adenza had been able to meet in person. And I think that was mainly due to the confidence we were able to give that we could continue to implement and, and service them remotely. In one area of our business, we did see a profound change, though, was in customer events. And as a company, we've always put very high value on in-person customer conferences in different regions. And my first week in the company actually was uh, uh, attending our European customer event in Paris in, uh, in 2019. Um, and really, you know, the, the scale of those events, we would bring customers, partners together, discuss roadmaps, case studies and, and industry trends and so on. Really a very important uh, investment for us uh, and very well appreciated by our, by our customers. But back in March of last year, uh, of course, we immediately saw that that wasn't going to happen. So we switched to online events, uh, webinars on topics like regulatory updates, upcoming product releases, uh, even changes to our software delivery model and, and many more. And by the end of last year, we delivered more than 50 of those online events with over 1,500 attendees from our customers and partners. The feedback from those events was so good and the level of engagement so high that we've continued those events into this year and we will continue to host those events and make that investment alongside our in-person events when those become possible once again. Mm -hmm. and, and did you miss the in-person events? Yes, there's, there's no question that um, you know, having that ability to meet people in person, build those relationships um, is a big loss. And uh, personally, it's one of the things that I'm most looking forward to being able to do again as, uh, as, as we get uh, out of this pandemic. And how have your clients adjusted to, to the new realities of uh, Adenda staff members working remotely? Well, I've said a bit about this already, but um, I think one thing, one thing we should recognize is that our customers were coming to terms with their own staff working remotely at the same time as getting to grips with their Adenza teams being remote. And although initially we did see delays in some projects as our customers adjusted to this, uh, this new normal of lockdown and so on, um, most of them made the shift remarkably quickly. You know, opening up infrastructure for 
secure remote access by our customer delivery teams. And I've said the impact that that's had on our ability to get customers live, get projects complete uh, very successfully. Mm-hmm. And so that that was probably a confirmation of what, what your company already knew, which was that it could be done remotely. And I, I suppose for the future, when, when we have the new normal, whatever that is, will there still be a, a remote option for your company? Yes. And again, I, I think we were already on the path. Uh, I mentioned the center of excellence and the fact that we were able to offer uh, sort of blended on-site and remote uh, project delivery. So that was happening to an, an extent but I would be so bold as to suggest that many of our customers didn't realize that this way of working could be as effective uh, as it was. And like many things to do with the pandemic, I think Pandora's box is open. Uh, Mm. And there's no question in my mind that in many different ways, we just go back to working and operating as we did before this, this pandemic happened. So were there any downsides to accomplishing so much remotely? So I've mentioned sort of technical readiness uh, for the pandemic and the remote working situation. Um, As a software company, a global distributed software company, we're well used to working uh, in that way with colleagues in different geographies and across time zones. And from an IT point of view, obviously, we were were very uh, um, prepared for this situation. But I, I think by now, we've all become appreciative that the ability to work at home is not just about the the quality of your IT. You need space, you need privacy, you need quiet. And for some people, it's just not possible to find those things uh, at home. And for that Mm -hmm. reason, we did work hard to provide people that needed it with continuing access to the office, subject to local restrictions, of course, whether that was due to impracticalities of working from home or just frankly, because people needed a mental break of working in a different environment. We talked about it just now about meeting our customers in person, but that that applies also with colleagues, of course, and the benefits professionally and personally from everyday human contact really can't be overstated. I I found that this is particularly true uh, for many um, of our employees, particularly the more junior members of our teams and newly hired team members who need that mentoring of more experienced people around them to build their connections to the firm and to their team. I mean, what, what's a quick kept question and a casual 10-minute conversation over a coffee in the office suddenly becomes a Zoom meeting that has to be scheduled in the calendar. So it's much less likely to happen than it would with people together in the same office. And what that means is people can become disconnected. Uh, in this situation. And that's why regular communication becomes so much more important. At uh, Adenza, we introduced frequent all-employee video calls, uh, less formal virtual coffee meetups, remote social events, and so on, really to try and combat this so people could stay connected to the company and to their colleagues. We also boosted access to services to help employees with their well-being and the the very real mental challenges the situation has presented. I'd also just add, we talked about the technology, and there's no doubt, you know, the technology is is fabulous. I do think what would have happened if this pandemic had happened even 10 years ago, um, the technology has come on leaps and bounds. But even with the technology, you simply can't recreate the creativity and energy of a group meeting 
with everyone stood around a whiteboard bouncing ideas off each other. From a work point of view, this is really the aspect I miss most, I mean, being with my teams around the world and being creative to come up with great solutions together. So looking ahead for, for Adenza, what are some of the long-term changes that, that may be coming uh, concerning employees working remotely or working on site? Will there be a hybrid situation for your company? Yeah, I mean, the, the pandemic's forced firms in all industries to adapt and to innovate new ways of working. And, and some of those changes have proven to be very effective. And uh, as I said just now, I don't for one second think we simply go back to doing things how, how we used to do it. And you mentioned there the obvious change is that shift towards more hybrid modes of working with flexibility for people to use the office or work remotely. Now, we, we were pretty flexible on this anyway as a, a software company. I think most, most software companies are. Um, but we certainly see a strong desire from our people for even more flexibility in remote working longer term. And as I said, our own experiences have been very positive in this regard. So it's something we're, we're definitely looking to support. For mm-hmm. our customers, uh, in many cases, I think it's been an even bigger shift. It's a cultural shift to, to remote working, but no less successful um, from what we've mm-hmm. seen. And by opening up their environments to support remote implementations, they've seen the benefits of having access to a wider pool of professionals, broader and deeper skill sets without the expense of flying people all around the world. Firms, uh, I believe, will be much more open to partly or fully remote implementations uh, than before the pandemic. And of course, that that has implications for Adenza and other companies in terms of the number and locations of our people. Uh, beyond that, do you see some other other uh, long-term consequences from the pandemic of, upon the securities industry? So I, I've read various pieces from different commentators with differing opinions on the impact of the pandemic on, on all walks of life. And some see it as a dislocation type event with everything being different as a result. Others, and I tend to put myself more in this camp, see it rather as an accelerator of trends that were already in play, such as the shift to online retail, grocery shopping, or even distance learning, for example. So as an accelerant, and again, I'll speak from a technology perspective primarily, uh, I expect even more focus on the cloud. I mean, this trend has been relatively slow to develop in the capital market space, for example, but the last 18 months have shone a spotlight on the ability of firms to operate make changes to their critical IT infrastructure remotely. And I do expect that pre-existing shift to the cloud um, of deployment of key systems to accelerate as as a result. In staying with with technology, I think other areas like cybersecurity and surveillance will also have to adapt with policies which worked when everyone's together in the same lockdown network, sitting in the same building, uh, were found wanting when suddenly everyone was connecting in over their home broadband connections. This is one of the reasons that banks are so keen to have people back in the office, but they will have to adapt to ensure they continue to attract the best talent in a world where hybrid or fully remote working becomes a competitive differentiator for employers. Also thinking this through, the effects will will certainly be seen in regulation, which tends to happen in waves following major macro events. We're still dealing with the wave following the global financial crisis more than 12 years ago, and the pandemic may well start a new wave focused on operational resilience. 
for example, when considering business continuity or disaster recovery, what use is a backup mm -hmm. facility when the problem is actually getting people together in the same room or trying to have them all commute to a single location? But as a, mm -hmm. a kind of final observation, we're still very much in the early days of understanding the longer term impacts of the pandemic, which, let's be clear, is not yet behind us. Mm -hmm. So perhaps, Eugene, we should sit down and, and talk about this question again in a year or so uh, and see what the thinking is then. Yeah. And I, I don't think people realized the flexibility of cloud computing until this happened. I mean, I think they understood that, okay, you move things to the cloud, we create stuff in the cloud, but then they didn't realize that does mean you can be anywhere on, <laughs> on the planet and you had to check your time zone and so forth, but you could still check into the cloud, get a lot done. And it, you don't have to be in a certain place at a certain time that that, that flexibility turned out to be a really, a real gift. Uh, for people yeah, in the situation. I completely agree. It's the ability, obviously, to to access that infrastructure remotely, but but the speed with which we, we can make changes in that infrastructure, provision new capacity, for example, in uh, in March, April, you know, when we looked at the, the volatility and the volumes in the market uh, that were, were happening as a result of, of the lockdowns and the pandemic, it was, uh, you know, incredible. Uh, how much volume of trading and associated activity, margin calls, uh, and so on that um, needed to be serviced. And obviously the cloud and, and those customers in the cloud that were taking advantage of that had the ability to provision capacity to reconfigure their infrastructure much quicker than in a, a traditional on-premise type deployment. Mm -hmm. And then how will Odenza then react to the structural and, and, and these profound changes that we just talked about that are underway for the industry? So we spoke at the start uh, of the formation of Odenza through the merger of uh, Calypso and Axiom SL. And uh, between them, uh, these two companies have more than 50 years of experience working in financial and capital markets, providing innovative software and services to, to market participants. The foundation uh, for the continued success of both firms has been investment in technology and in products to meet the needs you know, of an industry, frankly, that's, that's unrecognizable today from when those firms were, were founded. So as a Denza, nothing will change in that regard. We've been investing heavily in modernization and cloud readiness of our solutions, development of new services to help our customers maximize their return on investment. These investments not only help our customers stay ahead of the evolving regulatory landscape, but they generate cost efficiencies by reducing reliance on legacy systems, as well as opening up possibility to take advantage of new opportunities in new markets, new geographies. So we, as Adenza, will continue to invest in our technology. We'll continue to evolve our offerings to ensure we serve our customers and remain a critical part of the industry ecosystem as the longer term impacts of the pandemic for our industry play out. And it, and it is actually noteworthy that the two companies uh, started and completed a merger during the pandemic situation. Well, I, I'm glad you, you raised that because um, I, I think the first thing to say is, uh, as, as people probably know, Calypso technology 
um, went through a change of ownership during this period. Toma Bravo, a private equity firm in the US, purchased uh, Calypso from our previous owners, and that was um, announced publicly back in March, and, and the deal closed in July. And to this date, uh, I and I believe all of my colleagues uh, on the executive committee um, have not yet met our new owners. So if we're talking about uh, substantial uh, deals closing and, and onboarding uh, new new customers and so on, this is probably by far the biggest deal uh, that I've seen that was that was closed during this period. But not only that, as you said, you know, as part of that. Um, project, Tom and Bravo have put us together and merged with Axiom SL, which is an existing uh, portfolio company uh, they owned. And again, to your point, that's been done and carried out uh, pretty much entirely over Zoom calls and, and Teams messages. So it's been quite a uh, instructive period, the, the, certainly unique for me anyway. And, and you're practicing what you preach. So <laughs> yeah, we're eating our own dog food. Uh, great, great. This is. Uh, I'm really glad we got a chance to speak. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you very much. Thanks. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the FTF Exchange podcast. If you would like a turn in the hot seat, reach out to us at info at ftfnews.com and let us know what capital markets topics you'd like to discuss. Also, be sure to sign up to receive our email alert so you don't miss out on listening to future episodes. Just visit ftfnews.com and click the sign up link at the top of the page. Thanks again for listening to the FTF Exchange Podcast.